Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Wolf Sports Show. After a relatively disappointing divisional round in terms of entertainment value and close games, we're down to the final four teams. But the good news is, hopefully this weekend has two great conference title games. And I think pretty clearly with respect to the Bills, who we'll get to in a little bit, these are clearly, I think, the best four teams this season. So this show will probably move pretty quick with just the two games. We'll talk about the four teams that were eliminated last week. But first, quickly, some coaching news. Finally, it took long enough. I don't remember a coaching cycle going this long before the first hire. But the Panthers just hired former Colts head coach Frank Reich to the same position. Interim head coach Steve Wilkes did a good job, went 6-6 six and six down the stretch. Definitely had a good shot at keeping the job, and it appears he was the runner-up to Reich. But I understand what the Panthers are doing. They wanted to bring in an offensive guy to hopefully work with a young quarterback, assuming they'll target one in the draft. Although personally, I'd be looking at veteran options just because I think there's good ones. Not sure Tom Brady would stay within the division and go there, but him, Garoppolo, and it sounds like the Packers won't be trading Aaron Rodgers within the conference, so that's out, I would think. But anyway, Reich, with the offensive background, will complement what can be a really good defense with talent led by Brian Burns, Derek Brown, and J.C. Horn. And Reich was the first quarterback for the Panthers in team history back in 1995 for their first season. So that's a pretty cool story for him to return now as the team's head coach. And then this is interesting in offensive coordinator news. The Jets have hired former Broncos head coach and former coordinator of the Packers, of course, with Aaron Rodgers recently and also with the Jaguars he was before. Had a really strong season there. Former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett didn't have a good year as a head coach with the Broncos. Obviously, was fired uh, the day after Christmas. So New York media, they're going to be tough on him. That's just the way they are. Hackett might have been the hire for the Jets anyway. But I would think they did this partly with an eye on Aaron Rodgers and potentially trying to acquire him from the Packers. And the biggest national media right now, ESPN, NFL Network, also NBC, are pretty much hinting that there's a decent shot Rodgers and the Packers part ways. I wouldn't lock that in, of course. Rodgers seems like he wanted to play for the Packers his entire career. Maybe they'll come together and give another go next season. But it definitely feels more likely than it did in past years that Rodgers actually does leave the Packers. And New York is a natural landing spot now. Although it's worth keeping in mind, indications are part of why the Broncos hired Hackett was thinking they would get Rodgers last year, and that didn't work out, of course. Reich is the first domino to fall in the coaching cycle this year, though, for head coaches. And that could lead to more movement quickly moving forward for what's been a slow process this year. Sean Payton has been the big name, and now the feeling is that he will not take a job this year and might do another year of TV and then jump back in next year. And if that's the case, I would think 49ers defense coordinator D'Amico Rines is the likely pick for the head coach of the Broncos. And now to the four teams that really made it last week. We'll start with the Giants. Just obviously we're not quite as talented as the other teams in the divisional round. And they probably hit about their limit for this season. But it appears Brian Dayball, probably the coach of the year for me, has his team headed in the right direction. We'll see what happens with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley this offseason. Sounds like they definitely want to bring Jones back. Barkley, we'll see what happens with the contract. Barkley has indicated he wants to be back. 
But if Barkley hits free agency and another team offers a lot more, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he leaves New York. Sticking in the NFCs, the Cowboys just ran into a Niners defense that played extremely well. Of course, Dak Prescott, he could have played better, but I don't think that loss was on him at all. Niners team made it really tough. And ultimately, San Fran was the defense that made the game-changing plays for a couple of turnovers. But I expect Dallas will be back in the playoff mix next year. Again, looking to finally get to at least the NFC title game after getting stopped at the division round in recent years. Future should be very bright for the Jaguars with duo of Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. And remember, the offense will add dynamic receiver Calvin Ridley to the mix in 2023. And you've got to like the fight they showed at Arrowhead last week in their comeback effort, ultimately fell short. And finally, the Bills. Very disappointing division round performance at home in the snow. I mean, optimistic about them in large part because they were my preseason Super Bowl pick. But I think just about everyone was ultimately too high on them, particularly after the Von Miller injury. The defense simply hadn't been impactful enough against the run and consistently getting home for sacks. We all probably should have seen something like that coming last week. And what's the identity on offense for them? Well, I think they need to add more. I actually like this supporting cast on offense, which has been under fire after they were knocked out. But again, what's the identity? Like, Is it just Josh Allen? As great as he is, too much might be asked of him to just carry the offense at times. So a big offseason for Buffalo after getting knocked out in the divisional round again. And now to two games on Championship Sunday. First up, Niners-Eagles at 3 Eastern time. Maybe the best two defenses in the league this season, or at least the best two in the NFC. San Francisco, we know, has been on fire, winning 12 games in a row. Seven in a row with seventh-round rookie Brock Purdy at quarterback. But I would think this will be their biggest challenge yet, as in Philadelphia has been an incredibly difficult place to play during the playoffs in recent years. McCaffrey and Debo are banged up. They'll certainly be playing, but that's something to keep an eye on for the Niners. And on the other side of the Eagles slot corner, Avante Maddox playing. That would be massive for them in helping contain guys like Debo over the middle. I think the big thing for the Niners is getting off to a fast start, and that includes Purdy avoiding an early mistake. If Philly gets an early turnover or two-possession lead, it could lead to an avalanche with the crowd behind them. Another big key for the Niners is not letting Jalen Hurts kill them with his legs, both on design quarterback runs like zone reads and on just scrambles where he breaks contain and picks up chunk yardage. As aggressive as the Niners like to be in trying to get him the quarterback, they need to find a way to contain Hurts when they can't get him for sacks. And overall, I'm interested to see what type of game plan D'Amico Ryans puts together for Sunday. If the Niners can get off to a fast start or at least hang around into the fourth quarter, they undoubtedly have the talent to win. We'll see what answers Philadelphia has for McCaffrey and Kittle over the middle, especially. And then, of course, there's Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Kyle Juszczyk, Elijah Mitchell. The way the Eagles' offensive line just totally dominated, overwhelmed the Giants last week was highly impressive. Offensive line coach Jeff Statlin doesn't get enough credit at all for the job he's done with them for a decade now. And they might have the advantage over anyone, even a elite defense like the Niners certainly have. In the end, I'm thinking the run stops here for the Niners, and Purdy doesn't become the first rookie quarterback to make the Super Bowl, which 
would be quite the accomplishment. Getting this far has been an amazing run. I wouldn't be shocked if he keeps it up, even at Philadelphia. I'm just getting some vibes from five years ago in the NFC title game when Case Keenum and the Vikings were on a magical run that got shut down at Lincoln Financial Field. And in that game, there was the big early mistake, a pick six by Patrick Robinson by the Eagles. And from there, which just Vikings almost seemed like that, no shot. So again, the early mistake, that's something San Fran must avoid. If they can't, I think it could be a blowout in favor of the Eagles, but we'll see what happens on Sunday. Then at 6.30 Eastern time in the AFC Championship game, it's a rematch of last year with the Chiefs again hosting the Bengals. The big story, obviously, Patrick Mahomes' high ankle sprain, but I think he'll be fine and won't show much effect from the injury. He was clearly banged up when he returned last week. Buddies look good from the glimpses we've seen so far this week of practice. He's been practicing. Doesn't even appear to be limping much. Seems to have healed very nicely. And high ankle sprains are serious injuries and typically linger. But I think whatever they need to do, Mahomes and the Chiefs, they'll get him as ready to go as possible. And he should look like his usual self, I think. We know how confident the Bengals are. They're also playing with a humongous chip on their shoulder. Feels like everything's against them with the way the NFL seeding and coin flip stuff and everything went. They have an obvious swagger to them. Beat the Chiefs the last three times, including in the AFC title game last year. A big shout out should go to the offensive line for the way they played last week with three starters down. Didn't matter against the Bills at all. Joe Mixon ran well. It certainly helps having Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Hayden Hurst, Tyler Boyd, Samaj P. Ryan, but Joe Burrow's found a way to step up all year. The Bengals seem to either win games or lose close games. They're never really blown out, and I anticipate this will be another close game. But the concern for the Bengals, I think the Chiefs can actually take more advantage of the injuries on the offensive line than the Bills did. Again, maybe Buffalo was slightly overhyped. Maybe we all gave them too much credit on defense, especially. But the Chiefs, we know they play their best late in seasons in the playoffs at Arrowhead. Again, like Philadelphia, not an easy place to play in January. Chris Jones and company can get pressure, I think, maybe more than the Bills did. They were somewhat quietly second in the NFL in sacks this season. I don't think they'll have guys running open like the Bills allowed last week. And we saw just how great, even without Mahomes, the Andy Reid offenses with the underrated offensive line, Travis Kelsey, unanimous all-pro tight end, a plethora of weapons at receiver, even if you don't think they have a true number one receiver. Isaiah Pacheco, Jared McKinnon, who's basically like a personal bodyguard for Mahomes in pass protection. And Chad Henney led a 98-yard touchdown drive at the end of the half against the Jaguars last week in the divisional round. And that might have been the difference in the game that coming at the end of the first half when Mahomes was getting checked out with the ankle. And it just goes to show to me, yeah, it was just one drive or whatever. But the job Reed has done in Kansas City since he took over in 2013, one of the best offense coaches of all time, he probably doesn't 
still get the recognition he deserved just because of how good Mahomes is. And on the other side, defensive coordinator Lou Adarimo mentioned him, seems weekly now. It just blows my mind that he hasn't gotten a head coaching interview. I know not all great coordinators would make good head coaches, but the job Adarimo has done, the way the Bengals defense plays, I think Tony Romo made a good point last week about how they just, it's kind of what I've been thinking. They sort of look like the Patriots defense, the way they're so sound and get better as the game goes on in second halves. They're much better. They've dominated second halves in their matchups with the Chiefs. They've been outstanding and they're good on all three levels. And one other thing for this matchup, these teams don't like each other. Since Tom Brady left the Patriots, it's been with Buffalo right behind them. These two teams that have represented the AFC the past two years, as opposed to the Bills matchups with the Chiefs and then also the Bengals last week, even though that didn't go well at all for them. Where there's some, I don't know if respect is the word, but some admiration, I guess, on both sides. Doesn't seem to be as strong between Chiefs and the Bengals. They don't seem to like each other much. And you can expect both teams will give their best. And again, it shouldn't be a close game, I would think, with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. So we're familiar with this Bengals-Chiefs matchup, familiar with the teams, the players, since he's won the past three in the past two seasons. Not much needs to be said about this. Should be a close one. And I think it'll come down to whether Kansas City can get more going in the second half this time around. And if the Bengals banged up off the line can keep an underrated pass rush off of Joe Burrow, who does get rid of the ball quick, but Kansas City can probably make things more difficult than Buffalo did last week defensively. So with that one, this week's episode, we'll be back for the final episode of the season in two weeks ahead of the Super Bowl. So no episode next week, but enjoy these two games on Championship Sunday. And again, thank you for listening. 